there, you book-reading wizards in the land of the living. Welcome to Thrones of Game, the Game of Thrones podcast where we watch the series backwards. If you've never heard the show before, well, grab a chicken there, friend, and sit up. We'll, we'll explain here. My name is BT Kelly. I already have seen the entire show. And joining me is Elliot J. O'Neill, a man who had never watched a single episode of Game of Thrones until we started watching in reverse order. Elliot, how are you doing, buddy? <laughs> yes, we just watched Season 3, Episode 9, The Reigns of Castlemere. And let me ask you, would you say it's a nice day to start again? <laughs> would you say it's a nice day for a red wedding? Meow. <laughs> Man, it was like, okay, here's here's how this scene happens. All of a sudden, there's like this fight club, this wrestling match, and I'm like, oh, a body slam, all right, this episode's getting good. And I'm yeah. like, ugh, a wedding. And that's just the troops kind of goofing off while the, you know, the, the Lord's inside attending this ceremony. Yeah, and then we get inside and it's like, a wedding episode, oh, fine. And just as it's crawling along, the tension's building, and I'm like, is this that thing, that thing that I heard so much about, <laughs> this traumatic, oh no, yep. oh no. I do actually, I from like a rewatch perspective, I really love how just awful this is on every level. I mean, in a good way, as in it's well shot and it's amazingly directed, it's an incredible scene, but you, there's a reason this got so famous. I mean, there yeah. is just, and they hide it so well as well. Like the guy closes the doors and the band starts playing Reigns of Castlemere, but then you get some scenes outside and you're like, oh, that's a bit odd. Okay. And then much like the character's like, that's weird, but uh, fine, whatever. Mm. And uh, yeah, then it all goes horribly, horribly wrong. <laughs> Just, and oh, at a way to show like, the absolute eye of the storm of just the peeling back the uh, cloth and showing the chain mail. I know. Like, oh, fuck. Fucking Ruse Bolton. Ah, I was trying to remember who it was and I wasn't sure because I, you know, had forgotten who that was on the first watch through. Mm. And the fact that he kind of like motions for Catelyn to check as well. It's not like she caught a glimpse of his chain mail. He was like, oh, yeah. It was more like, why don't you have a little peek under my sleeve here? Mm, why would I be wearing chain mail? Guess you fucked. <laughs> Wait, his name is Ruse. Oh my god, he is. Uh, this is an actual. Ru- oh my god, what? That's a little on the nose. His name is Ruse Bolton, and he co- made this ruse. <laughs> I mean, fair. Well, he was just part of it. It was probably Walder Frey for the most part, but because mm. uh, Walder Frey is a massive cunt. Walder Frey and the guy who flays. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Now they have a band of people I don't want to watch ever because <laughs> they are the worst. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's effective. It's a moment of just like. Oh, sh- I don't like, and even then, you know, like, I don't even entirely know what this means, but it means something bad. Yeah. But no, it's like the equivalent of, like, I don't know, uh, an intense dance music track where they have the drop, you know, the boom yeah. moment. But it's all done without having a doom. Like, yeah. yeah. And the band's playing, you know, a, I don't know, a softer song than they've been playing that yeah, yeah. makes it sound even more ominous. Ah. Yeah. This it's is effective. It's, it's like all the air just gets sucked out of the room. You're like, Something's going on. It's when you walk into a big chamber in a video game, you're like, there's a boss fight, but where is it? Yeah. But yes. yeah, they've taken the bride and groom out of the scene and they've closed the doors, which mm-hmm. is, well, maybe they're just taking them to bed. No. No. I mean, they were taking them to bed, to be fair. Mm. Um, that's an actual thing that used to happen where they would just carry the newlywed couple to a room and be like, we're just going to kind of watch as you get in and then yeah. we're going to piss off. But hey, history was a weird place. <laughs> oh, man. I I couldn't imagine it. Just... Uh, 
fuck that for the first time as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And again, subtleties in this, whatever the Rosalind Frey, uh, I caught her name this time. Uh, she does some good just reacting facials. For someone who gets like two lines and then mm. has to be carried off by a bunch of strangers, uh, did a pretty good job, especially when they're like, oh, it's time for the bedding. And she goes from kind of laughing to, oh, I'm a little uncertain about this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, but it's tradition. So shall we just go through the questionnaire as normal, or shall we just lop this interesting part off to all together with our entire Oh, questionnaire. Reason? There's a lot to talk about here, and we can come... We won't care afterwards. We... Okay. Uh, well, what just happened? Um, I mean, other than that, Red Wedding, Red Wedding, Red Wedding. Mm. Um, John escapes the Wildlings. Um, we see Rick on before we lose track of him for like three seasons. Yeah, so he <laughs> comes back as just like a magically fully grown adult, if I'm right. Pretty much. You remember the bit where uh, Ramsey Bolton has this kid run towards John and he fires arrows at him? Oh. Oh. That's yeah, that's Rickon. But like, man, I had completely forgotten how young he was when this started. Mm. No, because he's like I don't I don't know maybe a year above being a baby. Yeah, I, uh, he's... Or, or at least he hasn't like lost his baby eyes yet. Yeah, man. <laughs> and, oh, there's a super sweet part as well where Bre- all brands are like, no, you have to go take him back to Castle Black, and I'm yeah. going north of the wall. It's not gonna be safe for him. And I can't remember the wildling girl that's escorting them, but you know, Rickon's like, no, I'm your brother, and I have to protect you. Like, oh, that's sweet. Yeah. And then the <laughs> wildling girl kind of cuddles him. Is like, oh, there, there, little soldier. We'll make an adventure. I was like, oh my goodness, this is that? I can swing your sword. <laughs> Now, now, it's time for bed. No, no I'm an adventurer. What? <laughs> I want to flay people. Yep. Um, yeah, it's also a surprising little bit of heart just with, uh, you know, um, Old Brand and the Ravenettes. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I changed that name again. Excellent. Yeah, yep. good good replacement for the Scooby <laughs> gang. Yeah, yeah, a lot more fun this time. Um, the whole thing starts off with just, uh, you know, a map of the land and those little uh, chess PC movie things. I don't know what they call them when they're like army markers. Maybe there's an army markers. I don't know. That's fun to say, army markers. Army markers. Um, yeah, and that's a bit of uh, Rob Stark talking with Catelyn, his mother, and getting some uh, sage-like advice. And I do like her line of, like, show them how it feels to lose what they love. And it's like, mm. <laughs> I know how this episode ends! Yeah. <laughs> but still, it's it's a it's a great misdirection because it feels so certain and strong. And you're like, okay, that's what's happening. Yes, awesome. Rob is going to take over, take take back uh, Winterfell, and he's going to kill the Lannisters, and everything's going to be... Go- oh, no. No. <laughs> it goes a different way. And uh-huh. yeah, I get uh, so much retroactive uh, satisfaction from this episode as well, especially, yeah, that scene of Arya poisoning uh, fucking old Walder mate. Frey, yeah. Yeah. Old mate yeah. Frey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How much he had that coming. Hmm. <laughs> Um. Oh, yeah. What a dirty piece of shit. <laughs> mm. right, and he's, I'll get another one. He's the fucking worst from beginning to end because it starts off and they all walk in to like make his acquaintance. Like, well, show me this woman you married instead of one of my daughters, like you swore you would. Oh, she's yeah. rather pretty, very pretty, and shapely too. I can tell. Mm. Yes, he eventually goes. Oh, I would have broken a treaty too for some firm tits and a tight fit. And it's like, oh, yeah. dude, you just. This is what happens when someone goes unchallenged for a very long time. <laughs> they just become the worst. Ah, uh, and thank fuck there's some real world uh, uh, challenging of once unchallenged fucking unchecked megalomaniacs. Yep, but will there ever be comeuppance? Who knows? Probably not. And rapists. Hmm. Anyway, moving on. Um, yeah, and more of his dirtiness later when Betty's like and a sword needs a sheath ah. and then mm. yeah when Catelyn grabs his uh, wife he's like I'll just get another one yeah 
So yeah. So now you know what bloodstains they were sweeping up in the last episode. Oh yeah. gosh. <laughs> golly, golly, gosh. Mm. Man, this episode's so full on, it's actually taken all the swearing out of me. I've just like <laughs> oh, man. It, it it's traumatized you... me into a G rating. Yeah, it's like <laughs> no, we all just need to be nice to each other because life mm. is, is horrifying. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, that said, do you have an MVP of this episode? Or is what? it all just buried in the end? <laughs> well, see, I think it is that dude. Like, I don't know. He, he feels like one of those actors where you come off screen, like, I don't know, people have talked this way about Jonathan Banks, who mm. plays Mike in Breaking Bad. He's such a fucking hard ass in that. But he's, oh my God, off screen, he's just the sweetest, nicest old man. And I feel like, yeah, this guy is either going to go that way or yeah. just turn out to be... Equally uh, as terrible as Walter Frey. <laughs> yeah. Like the fucking grisly old guy that looks like Jonathan Banks. Fucking, what's his name? The one that was in Seinfeld and Reservoir Dogs. Oh, yeah, I know who you mean. Yeah. Um, yeah, that guy. I can't remember his name. Because everyone wants to be Mr. Black and Mr. Brown is out on another mission. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, went to stab Jerry Seinfeld. Anyway. Yep, that guy. Whatever his name is. So, maybe. anyway, yeah, uh, creepy old man actor doing creepy old man acting yeah. fucking amazing. I agree. On the assumption that's not his default setting, then, yeah, <laughs> the fact how much I hate him is is fantastic. Well, well done. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. He's just... He got, like, such a lot of material in the beginning as well, and mm. each line more awful than the worst. Yeah. So much cast, like, hundreds of people, like, just, I mean, a hundred, like probably a hundred actors, I don't know, how, how many were in that scene? Not a hundred, probably fifty, were watching this this yeah. whole time. Their job was to stand there for those days or whatever of filming and listen to him do this, and <laughs> good on him, but, like, that is a lot of material. Mm -hmm. That was a chunky steak of a part. And he nailed it. I agree. Oh, he ate, yeah. he ate he got he, that steak free. He really he got, he did. got that steak and he ate it and he asked for more. <laughs> <laughs> Acting in steaks. I don't know. We'll make a comparison somewhere. Um, I think my MVP is going to go to Catelyn uh, Stark right at the end. But we'll get to that a bit later. Um, before that, I do like when they first show up at the phrase. Everyone just kind of eats some chicken poppers with salt. Mm. Like I'm guessing it's a tradition thing, but they're all just. It looks like fried chicken pieces, and they're all just dipping it in a bowl of salt and eating it. I'm like. I'm confused and hungry. <laughs> yeah, don't get dipping salt these mu much these yeah. days. Well, I mean, back in the day, salt was like a rare commodity. You used to get paid in right? it sometimes. Yeah. Oh. There were wars fought over salt, pretty sure. And uh, yeah, it was a currency, basically, because it could cure meat. It could flavor things. It could keep things preserved. It could blind your enemies. It could assault slugs. Yeah, it's a d decent disinfectant for certain wounds. Mm, yeah, yeah. It was handy, I guess. Salt. Yeah. Try some today. Brought yeah. to you by Salt. I don't know. Um, and then no, we... actually, a couple of my um, surgeries I've, uh, I afterwards, as part of my aftercare, was advised to take salt baths because of the rejuvenating power of. Oh, really? Yeah, hot water and salt. Salt. The more you know. Mm. Uh, yeah, and then we kind of moved to a scene of Dan Brady and uh, who have now and the advisor I've now dubbed uh, dubbed Sir Replaceable, <laughs> uh, Dario Naharis, who you know is this is the romance novel version of this character we get now who's just all like windswept and chiseled and fucking captain handsome over here <laughs> yeah he I... is like so handsome he goes back to being ugly yeah like... yeah i know it's that exact thing <laughs> it's like the chesty bonds it's the uncanny valley of handsome yeah it's like I... something about you must be fake yeah because <laughs> this doesn't just happen no fabio falls in that category yeah, yeah. i completely agree <laughs> yeah no it, it's <laughs> 
at, at every line, it's like you see the twinkle in his eye. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I need to look up why they switched actors. Was it just like no one could take him seriously? Did something happen to him? Were mm. they just like your voice is really wrong? <laughs> no, I bet he is a prick in real life. That's oh, yeah. the <laughs> yeah, maybe. And they're like, oh, you think we can't not kick you off? We can. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> we don't just kill characters. We kill actors too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Stab. Mm. Um, get a bit of uh, Sam for another series where he's talking to Gilly and he knows all this stuff about, you know, the, the tower they're going to and that'll give them access. And you're like, how do you know all this? Like, oh, you know, I just read it in an old book. So you looked at some squiggles on a page and now you know all this. You're like a wizard. And there you are, kids, reading his magic. I just love the idea of a character that's like so unbelievably not worldwise. It's yeah, just yeah. <laughs> like, what else is surprising to her? <laughs> you, you mean you've got fabric for your feet you dig a hole to poop in <laughs> we was just kicking in the bushes we was yeah i know what you mean it's like that old pro- um ah, arthur c clark who once said that any technology sufficiently advanced enough is indistinguishable from magic <laughs> any knowledge sufficiently advanced enough is indistinguishable from magic i would say like if if you were in you know those times like hey i know cpr and you save someone's life they're like burn the wizard <laughs> What, he can you, resurrect the dead. What, you mean you've managed to attach two knives together so it was can cut your hair, it does. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you don't just let your hair grow long. I like, I like the longer this impersonation goes on, the more toothless and British it becomes. <laughs> and I agree, that's exactly what it feels like. But, uh, yeah, no, it was a kind you of... You mean a, you wipe the gunk on your, off your teeth with what? <laughs> with what? A tooth? Wash? What's up, wash? Yeah. And so forth. I just um, sometimes scratch it off and then eat it again. You know, it's more <laughs> already in me mouth. May as well snack on it. <laughs> Sorry to our British listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think they're all gone by now. <laughs> hey, Goodman. <laughs> uh, Paul and Paul. Um, yeah. So I do. I do also like that. That kind of sets up later when uh, Allbrand bump into Sam next episode mm. or previous episode. It's like, okay, that's how that happened. I I do like their tracks were properly set up to intersect. Yeah, and then. You get, like, an almost sort of, uh, yeah, them crossing over and, like, you go, oh, shit, is Jon Snow going to see Bran in this moment? And, yeah, yeah, and that feeds into that bit I liked in that other episode where uh, all Bran does see Jon but makes the decision, instead of going to his brother and having the relief of actually being, you know, near a family member after mm. so many of them are dead now, just continues on his mission to go North Wall. I think it's very good. It really uh, does increase to that moment, so that's nice. Yeah, and notes of violence, yeah, I... I MVP almost went to this scene as well. I thought it was really well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a bit of Hound and Aria where, you know, uh, Hound knocks over this uh, cart of pork stuff. I didn't word that good. <laughs> uh, where the Hound kind of robs this pork farmer of his wagon because it's going to the wedding and that's where he's going and uh, goes to kill him and he has a good line of dead rats don't squeak. Mm. And Arya convinces him not to, and then the guy wakes up and she knocks him out again. It's like, well, that guy probably has a concussion and a fractured skull. So <laughs> He's ki- just so easy to knock out. You've killed him anyway. Hey, called him old glass skull <laughs> for his easy knockout ability. Uh, that's why he became a pig farmer, man, because, yeah. you know, an animal least likely to knock you out. Yeah. I mean, it might nudge your shins, but other than that, it's not going to hit you in the head. He's he's not glass shins, whatever you called him. Yeah, he's, he's all uh, like, ah, oh, my head, my one weakness. How did you know? <laughs> yep. Um, and then we get a bit more of them when they're traveling around and she's eyeing off the castle over in the distance and they're good back and forth, but I... Was by this point, I'm like, "Ooh, it's coming," <laughs> and started to pay less, write less notes about it. Yeah, well, it's something that I've noticed going backwards as well. That the hound gets like 
uh, less and less sympathetic, which if you're watching the show properly, makes him get more and more sympathetic as yeah, he goes yeah. along because he, he does soften up a bit later on and he does sort of uh, get more of a moral code, I'd say. A little bit, yeah. I mean, there's a bit later on where he's all like, oh, you know, I'm not I'm not a thief. Yeah. You know, whereas here, yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh. I'll take that cart. He was almost a thief and a murderer. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he becomes very different in only like four episodes time, but yeah. still. But And, you know, he's just downgraded for a thief to an injurer. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, a face puncher of mm. glass skull have I don't know. I've gone too deep into that. Well, yeah, and I like how Arya points that out. It's like, oh, you're a big scary man picking, uh, yelling at little girls and beating up little boys and old men. Yeah, and uh, and it's a really good point. Yeah, yeah. W- what honour do you have, you big scary man? You're, you're um, taking on people that could definitely not take you on. I feel like he'd have a good defence for that. Be like, oh, well, fuck honour. It doesn't keep you fed and well mm. alive, does it? Yeah, and I actually liked the scene about, you know, them teasing each other with each other's trauma. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This buddy cop film, you know, this isn't one of the sunny episodes. They're definitely in it this time. Yeah, well, you, and, yeah. you, you need to have your shade so you can have your sunny. Yeah, you that's know? it. It's important. Uh, yeah, so a it's little bit more. always on... sunny in, fuck, where are no, they traveling? I came across a good saying, which is uh, sunshine all the time makes deserts. Ooh. So, yeah, no, I like it. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we get anything else from them. Not really. They get a bit where they go into the whole red wedding happening, but yeah we'll leave that we'll just store all our red wedding tears together um bit of torment and aloy and john bumshovi uh that's again the part where he kind of exposes that no i was a crow all along you can tell because i was wearing so much black and, <laughs> and being john bumshovi crow rhymes with snow oh my god why did not we see this yeah why did not we see this why anyway. did not we see this and that kind of bit where they almost intersect with bran as well you mm. know he's up in the tower and i do like there's a almost a metal gear solid moment of the guard hearing something and then it stops oh, it must have been my imagination <laughs> walks off and then no but no he actually does say oh no i heard people talking in that tower and Tom's like it was thunder it's like, i know the difference between conversation and thunder oh do you mister i know the difference between sounds yeah <laughs> yeah i was like why would you not take that seriously? <laughs> I mean, good you didn't, but yeah. Uh, but now I'm just imagining, yeah, on the inside of that tower and um, Hodor's making all that noise and all of a sudden, exclamation point, wing! Yep. Oh, yeah. It's, it's very much that moment of, oh, I guess it was just a rat. Walks away. <laughs> imagining things. Someone shot my friend with a sniper rifle. Oh, Actu- I, I must have just imagined it. Walks Actually, away. speaking of video game references, it felt yeah. like... Um, uh, Arya Stark was not behind sufficient cover not to get found out then. That was like Assassin's Creed level of getting away with being out in the open and going, oh, well, there's no, yeah. clearly no one here. I guess she was in shadow enough and to the side enough and they were probably focused with stabbing people. Yeah, it was a bit weird because she just kind of just doesn't really hide so much, just like goes still and yeah. that works. And it's like, mm, all right, fine, whatever. <laughs> I guess even if they saw her, they wouldn't think, ah, oh, better kill that. That's a Stark soldier, you mm. know, so all right, fine, whatever. Um, it moves us on, I guess, is the point. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, this is, again, we've had it before, but one does not simply warg into Hodor. He pronounced uh, it warg as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then I wrote down warg brand with raisins. We've already done that, effectively. <laughs> um, well, he wasn't that good at using his power, so I wrote down... To be entirely fair, it might be my fault for thinking it was warg, not warg. Oh, fair enough. Um... But yeah, yeah, when he was struggling to use his power, I uh, uh, wrote down, Warg, what is it good for? <laughs> I wrote down wolves and wargs. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely nothing. Um, yeah, that was pretty much that entire scene, though. And again, I really do like the sentimental send-off of, you know, the, the uh, Bran and Rickon separating, and mm. yeah, nah, it's, it doesn't work out well for either of them, really, but... <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 Sad. Oh. 
Um, we get okay. So who is it? Sir Replaceable, Captain Friendzone, and uh, Grey Worm all rock into this city with this plan to take it over, and under seemingly under the hopes that the and I think this is probably the worst part of the episode. Thank you. Under the hopes that the um slave guards will just surrender once they know what they're there. So they kind of go in, and they kill like a bunch of them in a big comp- group fight, and then like twenty show up, mm. and then we cut away. And then when we cut back to them just returning to Daenerys' tent, going, oh, it was really good. They gave up just like you said they would. It's like, <laughs> would they, though? No. Like, <laughs> it, it did just feel like, whoa, that was a hell of a battle. Fuck. That's yeah, oh. the end of House of the Dead overkill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I hadn't seen that with my own eyes, I never would have believed it. But, uh, well, you know the rest. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. That's that bit in The Simpsons of, uh, well, how did you restrain the Loch Ness Monster? Well, yeah. I was a little worried when he swallowed me, but... Oh, you know the rest. <laughs> yeah, it's very much like, no, 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 no. You don't just get to skip that yeah. part, where, especially when they're all covered in blood. And uh, this really kind of stupid fake out of when Daenerys is all, but where's Dario Naharis? And it's like, mm. I know that's meant to be pushing the relationship between them for later and kind of pushing it in Captain Friendzone's face a little bit. But it's just so fucking hackneyed. And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm sure he died horribly. And we just didn't see that happen. Yeah. No, and it totally leads into that whole he's way too handsome to actually be a person thing. It, it, it makes it that much more unbelievable. I can absolutely see why they replaced him. Yep. But yeah, while we're on, on Simpsons th- th- references as well, <laughs> when they're inside the tower and they're like, what's that? That's a horse dying. All I could think, hey, what's that? That sounds like a pig fainting. <laughs> I'm very familiar with the sound of pig faints and horse death. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know, I guess. But yeah, it was a... Sometimes yeah. you, your brain switches to another series and you can't undo it. <laughs> I mean, that's how Sam got here, so. Well, yeah, and i got to say, this is like one of the first and only times that I've seen Sam from another series, I suspect Lord of the Rings, yep. walking. Mm. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> Doing just uh, ample amounts of walking. He's like, oh, he did this all the time back in the shy, uh, um, <laughs> this other place. You, you never heard, don't worry about it. <laughs> Is there any books about... I'm, no. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be in, in a different series. What are you talking about? What? This isn't a series. This is real life. Uh, uh, whatever. I'm saying bye. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I agree. He's the, he, he walks well. Uh, mm. um, yeah, Dan Brady's oh, whole yeah. thing is boring. I'm, I'm out of yeah, that Yeah, yeah. Like, um, and it feels especially unnecessary because, like, when it started up, like, we'd already had the battle sequence with um, Snow and the Wildlings, which is fucking choice, by the way. Mm. And... So this scene, like, it felt like a little, like, too much chocolate almost. It was yeah. like, oh, another battle. I mean, okay, what you got? And it just felt very choreographed. Like, yeah, it, it was felt- just rhythmically very straight, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, ting, ting, swish, ting, swish, swish, yeah. ting. Yeah, no, I agree. It was, I don't know, just a little stiff, I suppose, and doesn't feel like it has any of that. Because, you know, in John's one, it feels like here are some wildlings who are just used to hunting and killing and just get the job done. And John, who's got a bit more of his swordplay thing, but he's desperate and fighting for his life. And yeah, yeah and then wolves show up and stuff happens and it's dirty and it's, you know, tiring. Whereas yeah. this was, it felt like a, you know, kung fu scene, basically. No, very much, but not a good one. Yeah. And- yeah, and especially to have that cutaway when there's, like, even more enemies there. It's like, no, show us what you got. And especially because each of them had a different weapon, it didn't feel like it was as dynamic as th- especially the scene before it with, um, yeah, Eli's got a bow, John's no, got the big fuck-off sword, and um, I think, uh, what did Tormund have? Just, like, a small dagger or something? Yeah, it felt very, like, dynamic because mm. of all their different weapons, and... Then in contrast, where this one essentially had the same elements, but didn't pull it off. It just wasn't really any fun. And it does beg the question, 
if the first five guards who jumped them had to be killed, then the next 20 could have been talked down. Why did no one try to talk them? A, why didn't they try and talk down the first bunch? Or secondly, why didn't they just go in, they find the two dead guards, Darian Haas is like, aha, I told you I was a good guy. And yeah. then there's 20 people around them, so then there's a question about whether or not Darian Naharis did leave them into a trap after all. Yeah, um, and yeah. look, I try to go into every Daenerys scene going, okay, maybe if I see where it started, I might get something out of it. Because, I mean, there were parts of it I did like in the future. Mm. Power Brow's scene and, you know, oh, yeah. uh, her walking out of the fire. All great shit, but all this stuff, man, it, it's just tedious. It is. It's. I mean, again, we are instead of watching a battle, we are watching three guys get surrounded and then come home and tell us everything's fine. And then the next episode, she walks up to the city gates and I was like, "Thanks." Yeah. And that's basically it. And you're like, "Oh, she's so inspiring." It's like, mm, I need to feel something for this, and yeah. I just don't. Now, all her stuff is like, um, people who actively don't like Game of Thrones and built into their personality to critique it. Mm. This is what they're referencing. It feels like. Yeah, everything's just a little too smooth and a little too easy until, you know, and suddenly it isn't. I mean, there's a bit later on with the harpies and her trying to weed out this kind of terrorist organization that's in her city. That's kind of interesting, but again, I don't feel like it's, it never feels desperate enough, I suppose. Mm. It just feels like, and it's over, she won. Okay, cool, thanks. Yeah, she's never quite on the back foot. She's just like being slightly pushed back, but she can just like easily swat it away. Yep. She's fine. She's got her Sir Replaceable and her Captain Friend Zone, and it's all that's all good. <laughs> um, oh yeah. So let's just uh, swan dive into this wedding then, shall we? Because I'm out of notes for everything else. I think. Uh, Let me have a quick look. Did the questions? Ah, uh, we kind of skipped a lot of them. Um, because violence we did cover. We just talked about it. There was no nudity. Uh, no cock talk yet again. <laughs> uh, got a couple of memes that are coming up. Um, yeah. Unless there's anything in particular you wanted to field. Uh, give me one second. Mm-hmm. I might not be. Uh, oh yeah, with Brand Brand Stark as well, uh, old mate, old Brand. Mm-hmm. This is the first time like I've seen them use something that could be comparable to a wheelchair. Why didn't they have the wheelbarrow always? <laughs> I guess it's Good large question. and cumbersome. Yeah, they're not really designed for a person. Easy to tilt, mm. but um, yeah, fair. Um, what else? <laughs> it's not storms coming. Um, yeah, I do like how they. Prove Jojen's mystical powers by having predict a storm one second before it happens. <laughs> it just reminded me, like, I saw Mean Girls recently, and, oh, you still haven't seen it yet. Yeah, not all the way through. The girl who uh, uh, can tell weather with her boobs, but it's already happening. It feels like it's going to rain today. It's pouring. Anyway, so that's that kid, the boob-squeezing girl. Yep. But, you know, at least he's accurate. It's just he's slightly too, you know, too late to really be useful. Because even if you were outside, you would not have time to get inside. Yeah, exactly. He just says, oh, it's a storm coming. Is there lightning? Oh, okay. Mm. He's like the one guy who knows storms start in the sky. Mm. He's like, I'm just looking up. It's easy. <laughs> you can see what the weather's going to do just by looking at a storm. That's amazing, it is. <laughs> I never find out until I... <laughs> I always look down at the lovely dirt. And when the dirt's wet, I'm like, oh, it must be raining, it must. <laughs> just look up. Oh! <laughs> up! Who ever heard of such a thing? I think only gods should look up. Gods and lords, not you know, filth smiths like myself. <laughs> My granddad had hit me if I looked up, I did. Yep. I like this character. <laughs> it's like hyper Gilly. Yeah. Gilly's sister who didn't make it out. Yeah. Just never realised that doors could open as well. <laughs> you what? I thought you just teleported through that wall there. So all you have to do is turn the handle. 
What's the handle? What does turn mean? You're amazing. Are you a wizard? My mum said that turning handles makes you a prostitute. <laughs> no, she said pulling knobs makes you a prostitute. <laughs> Swish. <clears throat> oh, mm-hmm. Sex work is real work. It uh, is, but, you know, you can still... We can have fun. We can have fun. Um, uh, yeah, that's it. Yep, cool. Um, I do like the line leading in from guy I can't remember the name of. Uh, he's all like, ah, oh, God, when... um." Again, the guy I can't remember the name of. Ah, goddamn. The guy who did marry the Walter Frey's daughter, he's sitting there all happy because she's hot. Mm. And then, you know, the guy I'm talking about is like, ah, God loves to reward a fool. It's like, it's your nephew. It's like, and he is a fool. Mm. But look how happy he is. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, just before we get into the Red Wedding as well, I Mm -hmm. did have one more Simpsons reference as well, where uh, Walter Frey is uh, going through all of his daughters as well. (laughs) Of course, I remember the... Clandine, (laughs) Breedus, Clover, Mavis. Yep. (laughs) And, uh, well, 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 Although I do quite like how, how, well, not like, but like that how many of them are clearly named after him, but female versions. Mm, mm. Like Walt... Waldina, Waldorna. <laughs> and yeah, just running out of ideas. Uh, the twins, Sarah and Sarah, I guess. And just to be really creepy, he's like, you could have had either one of those or both if you wanted. Ah, they're about seven. <laughs> and my youngest hasn't started beating yet. You know what that means. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But again, well done, you creep. Yeah. <laughs> well done, actor, boo car- character. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, and just the way he's just sipping from his goblet at the end, like, ugh. Yes, well, this is what I wanted, to drink blood and no, to mm. watch people bleed and drink. Nah, nah, who cares? My wife is dead. I'll get another one. Nah. Oh, that, yeah. Man, Jesus. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can tell why this was just such a um, mm-hmm. a big, uh, what do you call it, tentpole moment? No. Yeah, close Like, uh, uh, it was definitely a big cultural moment. Uh, I do like that the big meme was to watch people watching this scene. <laughs> Oh, God. Because this came out of nowhere for people who hadn't read the books. And people who had read the books were like, oh, it's this episode, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Let me just, it's like, well, why are you watching me, not to the TV? No reason. No reason at all. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, the partner, one of them's like, yeah, the really smart book guy showing him Game of Thrones. Mm. And so Gilly looks over and goes... How did you know that was going to happen? <laughs> I read it in a book. You, are you a wizard? Book wizard you is. How the pictures on this tip-pack picture box move. Yeah, we've, we've gone back to that well too many times. It's fun, though. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, uh, it's and yeah, once again, in contrast to the other battle, this one was just so gritty and violent. And I've not I've used this comparison a lot, but I get major vibes from the prison shanking scene from Breaking Bad in yeah, this yeah. moment like just how close yeah, it is yeah I was about to say it's just close and direct and just again they're short knives it's again and again and it's nasty as hell yeah oh and that dude just went straight for a stomach man fucking uh, hell yeah and then, like I said this is this was built so well to be so terrible because you know yeah. I think it's last episode we find out she's pregnant she, they kind of reiterate that with you know she she gets robbed to pat her stomach and says oh if it's a boy I know what to name him. and he's all like huh I think the father should have some say it's like oh we'll name him after your father and he's like oh god emotional <laughs> and then you sit there going oh no mm. <laughs> Uh, everything about this is awful. And yeah, great. well, because 
And the wolf is howling outside. Oh, they fucking killed the dog. And then they killed the dog. Easily the worst part <laughs> of this episode. Even, I don't know. I, evil deed. I might give a womb shanking above a dog killing. <laughs> That's pretty brutal. <laughs> Especially then to just leave her to bleed out as well. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Not to even slit her throat. To, yeah. to like, oh. Just let her dwell in that misery for the last few minutes of her life. God, that's terrible. Yeah. Oh, and, you know, um, especially, yeah, when Rob, like, gets up and is just, like, going to accept death because it's like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> this is over. You know it's over. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, we get a bit of an- another bit of a memeable, memeable moment mm. uh, where Ruse Bolton rocks up and says the Lannisters send their guards and shank. And uh. That got used in a couple of little memey things every now and then. Horrible. Yep. Why would you do that meme? <laughs> well, they, you know, they obviously use it in, in humor. Like, uh, I can't think of an example right now, obviously. But yeah, once again, Breaking Bad, I won't say the specific scene because it is a big spoiler if you haven't yeah. seen the show already. But the, um, uh, you can't tell that he's already made up his mind. Just do what you're going to do. Like, that's what yeah. it felt like to me. Like, yeah, yeah. And, I, and even, you know, she has that. Uh, the mother has that guttural howl and then yeah. just all she can do is just, just fucking uh, off the wife yeah i do love how long they just hold uh, yeah so this is my mvp her whole you know she gr- grabs a knife and grabs walter frey's wife and is like you're gonna let us go and we're not gonna take revenge we're just gonna leave this lie if we can just walk out of here with our lives and yeah. Walter Frey's, you know himself oh i got another one but uh yeah and the fact that because she swore it she's like oh well, slits the wife's throat even though that girl did nothing but she said she was gonna do it mm. so she was honorable to herself to the end and yeah. then it, i like how just how long it just hangs on catlin and just just defeated completely ruined knows it's over and everything is gone yeah and it's just such a moment and then just one guy walks and, just shink, and then that's enough and then yeah the credits are all over dead silence so yeah. all you can hear is your own sobs <laughs> yeah just i can't imagine how yeah especially for those that didn't read the books how unexpected and exciting or just harrowing god i don't yeah, know it was harrowing but it was also like what the fuck happens now <laughs> like, yeah because uh we'll see there but rob stark was a big part part of this show and now he's just gone and all his like compatriots are gone and it's like okay shit and you think i'd be used to this by now but it occurred to me stupidly late into this episode mm-hmm. well i'm meeting a lot of new people today <laughs> and i oh no i thought for sure oh, that was gonna no. click immediately <laughs> no like i genuinely i think it only clicked when um yeah when uh it was doing that sick wrestling match and then it goes oh, in, right. into the um into the wedding scene and that's when it clicked oh is this red wedding Oh, I have met a lot of people today. Oh, no. Oh, dear. You're like, wait a second. Is that the camp we see getting slaughtered in the... Oh, my. Yeah. And then, yeah, of course she has to go, also, I'm pregnant. Oh, no. (laughs) Just to make everything as terrible as possible. I've met someone that I haven't even met yet. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Bleak. (laughs) Bleak, but damn, this was such a big shock for everyone who hadn't read the books. And that was then infamous. And that's why... when I say there, was, there were no real shocking deaths after this, especially after season four, hmm. uh, every death that was that was either built up to or you kind of had a crescendo to it instead of just like, and they're gone now. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. <laughs> well, it does also, like, I guess a lot of the deaths going forward is just paying this uh, reparations for anything that happened this early in the show, if that makes sense. Cause... Yeah, yeah, because there's a bit where Walter Frey, you know, Catelyn's are like, the fuck, dude? And Walter Frey's like, yeah, you mate, you stood here and swore to marry one of my daughters and you yeah. broke that promise. So then the uh, Lannisters came along and made a better officer. Offer. Off, not officer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and 
this episode has sort of gotten me thinking, you know, how weird the pacing of the show would end up being. And, mm. like, because I guess, yeah, Walter Frey didn't meet his end until, what, season six or five? Uh, yeah, it's when Arya comes back from uh, Bravos. So that's, yeah, yeah pretty late. Um, yeah, and then he doesn't really have much to do in the show after this. I guess once you've read Wedding, it's... Uh, t- yeah, there's a few bit scenes to remind you that Walter Frey exists and he sucks. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, yeah, not really. Yeah, but I didn't ever get the sense that, yeah, he had all these daughters and he was looking to use them as political pawns and he had young wives and all this sort of shit. Now, uh, there was a bit when Arya does go... Uh, when Arya is there, before she kills him, he's got like a young woman there and he just like brutally smacks her on the butt. Oh, yeah. And she looks like young and disturbed. It's like, uh, but that's, you kind of need this context to really know what that, like, that's his new wife. Yeah. So you're like, oh, you. <laughs> yeah, so probably going to see more of him. Um, not too much more, but then again, I can't really remember. It's weird how many people didn't click in my head as being important for so long. Yeah. Until they can't kind of got a bit whittled down. But also, there are just so many characters. <laughs> no, and I mean, fuck, Torben Giants Bane pretty much isn't mm. the same character by the end of the show either. No, he's way more fun by the end, and in yeah. this he's a bit more, a bit more generic. Like, yeah, you know, he's the wildling guy, and that's about all he does. There's not really any kind of that humor that comes up later, mm. which is a shame because it would have helped him stand out and would have made him feel more important. And we would have known way earlier that he was going to be important. Well, also because in those later episodes, I like that I find really intimidating and unsettling about him, like as mm. a character that he's so like jovial and jokey and like makes fucked up claims and all this sort of stuff. Says and, that he fucked a bear. Yeah. yeah. And has this general sense of fun about him that I find that's like way more menacing than this whole, yeah. he's a traitor. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. To be fun in this world is to like take all the horror with it and still come out smiling. Yeah. There's something both powerful and disturbing about that in a very different way. And yeah, I agree. It made him way more interesting. Yeah. For a, blessing to essentially say all right we'll have a good walk uh, have a good war happy shitting you know yeah. <laughs> i love that line <laughs> yep um man i think that does it for me oh actually no, there's a bit i need to talk about uh that was send their regards but also there was a big thing they didn't do mm-hmm. uh which is after catelyn stark gets her throat slit in the books there's this whole thing where she gets resurrected and um can only like talk by clasping her hand to her throat uh, and becomes what's known as Lady Stoneheart who just kills Lannisters wherever she finds them regardless and gets um where he gets Noah she gets Noah Taylor and the Brotherhood without banners I think that's who he is um to you know join her and basically yeah just campaign against Lannisters is like a um uh, guerrilla warfare kind of thing and actually gets to a point where she um, hangs Pod and Brienne of Tarth but then lets them go at the last second because Brienne swears to fight oh, for her yeah. or something. Yeah, it's it's intense, uh, apparently. I've not seen any of it and so a lot of people are, like expecting that to happen. It is a big magical thing in a series that, while it does have magic, not too much of it. Yeah. Um. So it was a big question of whether or not that would ever show up and some people say you can see in the background, I think that's just a woman in the background. <laughs> Like, if you were going to have a reference to that, you would have a full-on reference to it, you know? That'd be pretty funny, though, if they just, you know, like that one episode of Community where in the background there's, like, five <laughs> scenes where Arbed's helping... Deliver uh, a baby. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, if they did the same in this show. Oh, that whole storyline, that played out. Yeah, you just didn't... It was just in the background. All these dead Lannisters you didn't notice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah would have been interesting. It was an interesting omission. A lot of people really expected it to come out, and then it didn't. And I don't know. Would have been a very different show if they'd thrown that in. But uh, mm. yeah, oh, yeah, because 
Yeah, I'm gradually understanding, you know, uh, earlier in the podcast run, I know I asked, did, does magic happen in this series? And you were sort yeah. of. <laughs> Long answer, no, with an if. Uh, yep. Short answer, yes, with a but. <laughs> yeah, we'll eventually get to a memeable moment of, where are my dragons? And that's got some <laughs> magic around it. But until then. Yeah. <laughs> Is she just going full Veruca Salt? Like, uh, well, kind of. Daddy, I want my dragons now. Sort of. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's definitely in the tonality of how she says it rather than the line itself. So, uh, Mm. But we'll get there. Um, yeah, there's sort of magic, but it's not common in the slightest. Danny Brady and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> we'll get there one day. <laughs> um, man, I think that puts me out of notes. How about you? Yeah, I'm pretty well there. Like, I, actually, I will say just on yeah, the baby shrinking one more time. God damn it! That uh, they did. Um, well, I don't know if they actually did this or if my eyes just sort of saw it that way because it was kind of quick. But like when she's breathing, her t- stomach when it's post stabbed is kind of moving in a different rhythm to her breathing i think and it's just yeah a really fucked up button to put on that scene i'm going to assume that was just like light reflecting differently as you because it feels like that would be far too creepy a thing to chuck in (laughs) yeah and also this is actually showing me that i probably need to go out and get the blu-ray version because like i'm Kind of disappointed I watched this in DVD. Uh, we watched this in DVD standard. Well, you it can w- watch the horrible ordeal all over again if you like. Mm, I, I don't like, but. <laughs> just to see the contrast. Yeah, I'd be curious as well just to see what the. Because again, as I state, I really can't tell the difference. Actually, I think um, uh, Zaluzny was telling me the other day he might have the 4K versions. Uh, yeah. Let's see if I can borrow them off him. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, we'll check that out. And yeah, you just remind me of the part where Rob's just crawling to her and it's like, oh my God. Uh, it's just shot full of arrows and ah brutal brutal everybody every actor involved in this scene did not get paid enough because as brutal (laughs) as it would have been just sitting around listening to water for ages go oh and i fuck this young person and i why didn't you fuck this young person and all that creepy shit and then to do this scene fucking hell yeah if one person had dropped the ball it would have cracked the entire scene Mm. and just that that depressing tension of it all yeah, I agree. It's like if yeah, any part had gone wrong, it wouldn't have worked. It's like a magic act. As soon as you can know how one trick is done, the rest all seem a little bit more obvious. Mm. But uh, in this, it was just, yeah, beautiful in its terribleness. Yeah. <laughs> there needs to be a word for that. Yeah, it's because there's a lot of those moments in this show. It's like, mm. I mean, I don't actually like it and I didn't enjoy watching it, but it was well it, done. It had an effect it, yeah. and I walked away with this storm cloud of misery over my head and that's yeah. good because that's what they wanted. Mm. Yeah, I know. I agree. How do we not have a term for this? I gotta, I gotta do some researching. Well, especially because yeah, we have it in so many different shows, especially um, around the time of Game of Thrones when mm. you know this uh, dark fantasy was kind of yeah, and the uh, oh, and, quote uh, golden age of uh, cinematic television. Yeah, you're, again, your Breaking Bad's and your Sopranos and yeah. your, you know Deadwoods and things like that. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of bleakness and um, horrific scenes going on, but they're just so well done and, and artistically sound. Yeah. Yeah, no, I completely because otherwise you sound like a jerk trying to be like, no, no, I'm saying I enjoyed this horrible scene. However, I enjoyed it artistically. Like, no, no, we need a word. Yeah, and it's like what Joker goes for and just kind of fucks it up. Yeah, I didn't like that movie much either. Mm. Uh, yeah. Anyway, not the, the not the Joker bucket. index. We'll figure that out one day. <laughs> uh, well, if that puts me out of notes, that puts you out of notes. We must ask our final question: How did we get here? Uh, well, a certain concussed pig farmer, um, prophesized that the- Did he come around again? <laughs> oh, no, 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 actually, no, the little kid told me five seconds before I flipped the page <laughs> that this episode was called, uh, Second Sons. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, this is the sequel to Sons. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, sure. Cool. We'll just get a sequel to Sons. Yeah. Just just Sons. Yeah. Grandchildren, basically. Yeah. Episode 7 of Season 3 will be called Sons. I'm not going to even look ahead. I'm just that sure of it. All right. Cool. Well, then uh, that puts us at the end of this. So, I have been BT Calloway. That's been Elliot J. O'Neill. Goodbye. And for now, our watch is ended. Long and sharp as yours